It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Sands Podcast, a Belly Up Sports Media Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dave from the New Era Sands Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in for episode seven. With me, as always, is Phil. You can find him on Twitter at PLAL and Eric. You can find him at Eric Samson93. We're just coming off a big W that we really needed and an even bigger goal by Timmy Sutzla in overtime that we really needed. Boys, how you doing? How you feeling about the game? Honest thoughts. Phil, let's start with you. I really, really thought that uh, we were going to blow another third period lead, which we did. Uh, we had to win the game out in overtime, but uh, over the last couple games, it seems to be that Ottawa's overcome their second period jitters and have just moved them over a period. But it, uh, didn't yeah. you threaten? To, didn't you threaten to jump off a bridge if yep. they blew? In a- I told you I'd join you. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, happy that Timmy was able to finally pot a goal. Uh, it's been way too long. Also happy to see Chikrin pot a goal too, because it's been 18 games for him since he last scored. And yep. it's been a few games for, for Brady too. Nice to see him finally like get that monkey off his back. Hopefully the, bo- the boys can rest up over the next couple days and come back hot against Eric? the Leafs on the – don't sorry. I thought you were about to take a drink, so I was about to say, Eric, what did you think? <laughs> I I thought it was good. I missed half the game, but for the the last half that I got, it was it was good up up until the third, and then it got a little stressful. But Timmy pulled out. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Um, one of the things I was going to mention was. When you get Brady and Timmy scoring, it, do know we win. We win games when they score, right? So we need these guys to step up big time. Now, yes, it was a win, and Ottawa played really well, but I still feel like they really folded in that third period, or sorry, the second period. Like, in the third period, if I'm not wrong, like, at one point, Pittsburgh had, like, 20 shots in just the third period. It was ridiculous. Like the defensively, they broke down really shitty. Like they looked horrible. I I honestly I, I turned around to my wife and I said I've seen fucking scrambled eggs more organized than a frying pan. It's ridiculous. 
But a win's a win. Hopefully they build off that. So let's uh, let's get into it. Jacques Martin, his uh, his playing style starting. Sorry, his coaching style starting to show in the boys' play. Um, I I still think they need to stop scrambling and panicking as much, but I think that'll take a bit of time to to really get out of the way. But you could tell that the structure in the offensive zone and the neutral zone is getting a lot better. Uh, what do you think of Jacques Martin's coaching and the players kind of taking to it so far, Eric? Uh, I I think you can pretty much see an almost instant change uh, since he took over for DJ. Um, the team seems more disciplined. They're they're attacking harder, defending better. Um, a defense still needs a little bit of work, but that's that's not an overnight thing. Um, I, I think that's also a personal issue. I think uh, I think we need to make some changes on deep, but that's just my opinion. I I agree. I do. Philly, what do you think of the the legendary Jacques Martin coming in and and, and how his coaching has been so far and how the guys are reacting to it? I can definitely uh, see some of those changes starting uh, to happen, even when he was. The, the eyes upstairs uh, showing, well, I guess, looking after everything with uh, with Alfie and Ben up there. Uh, but really over the last couple of games, I've really seen the boys start to grow and actually show some semblance of an actual hockey team versus just like individuals being out there. Because like I told you guys earlier, hockey is a team sport. There's no individuals. Everybody has to click from goaltending to defense, special teams, like penalty kill, power play, even even their offense, and minus taking stupid penalties today because I think I was looking at oh, holy shit the amount of penalties they took, man. That was so undisciplined. It was disgusting. Seven seven penalties Ottawa took. So uh, I think if Ottawa can, including a lengthy five on three, which luckily yeah. they killed. Thank you, Forzy, for that one because he stood on his head. Like in that third period, we had twenty three shots. They or Pittsburgh had twenty three shots on net. Yeah, it could have been a heck of a lot higher scoring game than than it was. Yeah, so I think Jacques Martin coming in has been really good. Yep. Um, like, you could see it in the players. Like, for example, I think one of the things, and, and again, like nothing's been public about this. I think one of the things that he said is, if you get taken out, nobody lays on the ice like a bitch. You get up, keep playing. If you get a call, you get a call. If you don't get a call, you don't get a call. Because I noticed a lot of the guys would like eat a penalty or whatever or take a shot, sorry, and they wouldn't they wouldn't just you know fucking baby it. They would just keep going. And this team two weeks ago, a lot of the guys have been laying on the ice, holding their face and all that stuff, right? You're not getting any of that. And I noticed that today. And Brady, there's a few times I thought Brady was gonna blow up tonight, but he stayed calm. So I, I definitely think the mental side of the game, Marte and Alfie are coming in, they're doing a really good job. So that's just my thoughts. But before tonight's game, we're on a five-game losing streak on the road. Five-game road losing streak. It was dirty. We needed those points. If we end up just short at the end of the season, this is probably going to be that road trip that we're going to look back at and be like, if we had just won two or three of these games, da, 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 you know, whatever. This, anyways, this five-game road streak, uh, this five-game losing streak was absolute shit, and it's pissed everybody off. Phil, give me your thoughts on it. The five-game losing streak, it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. Um, usually, I don't watch any of the late-night games, especially like 9 or 10, 30 games. So I actually watch 
other than the Vegas game, I didn't. I, that was the only game I didn't watch, just because uh, I had other things that I had to do. But it was just frustrating because you could see how deflated those guys were uh, after like the first loss. Yeah, they're like maybe we can rebound and um, come out on top on the game two. Then game two hit, and then they lost that game, and then game three hit, and you're like, oh man, like wow. And then obviously growth can't happen overnight, right? Like uh, it'll take a couple weeks there for his systems to come into place, but I could definitely see um, them start to become a better team. But the uh, the five game losing streak definitely definitely angered the hell out of me. Well, I said I was going to get a sense out to you by right pack if they won nine in a row. That ain't happening. So, <laughs> Eric, what's your what's your take on those five games, man? Um, I'm glad it's over. That's about it. That's about all. All, all, all the feelings I have, I have for that right now. It it wasn't good at all. Yeah, can't take it into the holidays because it'll really rub us the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Timmy, Timmy's goal tonight. Um, not only was it a beauty with a beauty like Chickering did all that work, and then a really nice pass from Batherson, a beauty finish by Timmy. He really, really, really needed that goal as much as we really needed this win. Eric, what do you think of that Timmy goal in overtime? What's your thoughts on it, buddy? It was pretty. Uh, he he really needed that. You, you could tell um, just by the giant grin across his face when he did it. Him and um, Martin were both of, both of them were grinning ear to ear. So it it probably feels pretty good. Jacques Martin's first win as a head coach in seven thousand games or something, seven thousand days. As a, since the Senators last time ago or whatever it was. But, Jeez. yeah, it was just his first win in a long time behind the Sens bench. It was nice to see. But, uh, Philly, why don't you take me through your thoughts on that Sutsal goal? Um, at first, I was grabbing a beer, so I uh, I missed it. So I had to, had to rewind. Thank you, uh, good old um, TSN, for being able to rewind on the app. So, but once I saw it uh, – I saw the uh, the play by Chickering up against the boards, pinning um, and knocking down Malkin to create um, the opportunity to dish the puck out and get it to Batherson. So Batherson was able to to get in and get that puck, give it to Timmy. Timmy went five hole, and it. I cheered very loud. My neighbor upstairs actually texted me to make sure that I was okay because it sounded like I hurt myself. <laughs> that Giroud, that Giroud goal. Um... Oh, sorry, assist was probably the best pass of the night for me. But yeah, that chicken man, that that muscling fucking Malkin, that's Canadian grit versus that Russian pussy. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I know. I I know we got Russians on our team too, but but fuck it. Um, so there's been a a lot of talk to ham about. Well, one of the things we talked about was what I'll say. The Hamburglar run. Do we have another one in us with these goalies? These are so far they've been both subpar goalies, but can they string shit together and be half decent goalies so we can have another run? Phil, what do you think? Um, I don't know if we're gonna go on a hamburger run, but I can definitely think that we could pan out and have a couple couple lengthy winning streaks of at least like maybe four or five games. Um, I was rewatching some of the games and stuff like that just to like refresh my mind and stuff with the goalies a lot of the um a lot of the stuff there with them is us 
taking too many penalties. And um, as you saw, like we had that lengthy five on three today. And you saw with the game against Colorado there, given McKinnon the opportunity to score like what two or three power play goals it was. No, he had four goals that game period. Yeah. He had, he had yeah. The empty netter. Yeah. So allowing the, uh, well, shutting down those, those opportunities will definitely, definitely help with the goalies. Uh, Cause you can't play with a man down, especially how, how we've played before, but uh, I'm hoping knocking a wood that maybe we can go on a hamburger run, but I'm, going to say that uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Eric, what do you think, dude? What kind of run are we looking at here? Uh, I don't know about him, Prickler run, but I think if if we can get some decent defense, we we, we might have, have a shot. Um, I, I don't think our goalies are bad. I just think the defense gives up too many high-danger chances, and you get too many of those, your goalies not stopping them all. So to me, it's, it's, it's defense. We'll see. I mean, it's, it's 50, 50, man. I've seen some real like baby shit, soft goals go in, but then you see these guys make like 10 bell saves. You know what I mean? Like it's and obviously our defense doesn't help the goaltending. And I mean, when you look at it, Gus left, he played good that one year Talbot leaves, he's playing good. So yeah, it, it's not all the goalie hundred percent. You're right. A lot of it is on the defense. I will not disagree with you. Um, so January is another really busy month. We saw some games left in December, but I want to jump to I want to jump to January. There's another road trip in in which Eric and I'll be involved. Calgary and Edmonton are two of the games. Uh, so on that Western road trip, um, well, not just Western road trip, just January period. Eric, are you optimistic? Um, if we are healthy and we don't have any more um, players go down. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think we can do decent. Um, I'm just gonna check the schedule right now. Um, I, I don't think we're up up against it. It, anyone who's overly hard, but I know we got again, Calgary, Edmonton, Seattle, Toronto. Montreal a couple of times, Vancouver. Um, I can't remember who else. There is some, you know, I think I said Colorado, but Colorado's in there again. There yeah. are some pretty tough games coming up. Some of them that are winnable. Some of them, we've played a lot of winnable games that we've lost. We've also played a lot of games that we had no business winning that we were damn close in, right? That we, we were winning and then we ended up folding like cheap suits. But like the Colorado game, we just had just played. We'd, Definitely could have won that. Um, Same but, in Dallas. Yeah, 100%. So what are you doing? That's loud, man. Sorry, buddy. I was writing something down, but I guess the mic was picking it up. Oh, yeah. It sounded like you were going through paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's all good. Uh, but, but like the Alberta trip, I, I could definitely see us winning that one. I could. True fact, we have not lost an Ottawa versus Edmonton game that I've been at. In the 12 years I've lived here, we have not lost a single game in Edmonton that I've been at. Really? Nice. Yeah. So you call me a lucky charm. I got a horseshoe up my ass. <laughs> Phil, optimistic or not about the about January, uh, buddy? 
I'm looking at the schedule right now. Uh, like the beginning of the beginning of the month, we play Vancouver, play Seattle, and Edmonton. Those are three tough games in a four day stretch. So, uh, Cal. Then we go on and play Calgary, uh, Buffalo, which I think two those two will be wins. We play the Sharks back at home. I think that's the W. The Seattle, uh, the Colorado game is a toss up. Because if it's anything like how we played um, them the other night there, I think a 50-50 could be a win. Um, I'm hoping that we have a 500 month. I'm just calculating how many games we've got. And I, I'll put 20 bucks on this, anybody that wants to bet. Ridley Greg will score either in Calgary or Edmonton. He's making a hometown return to Alberta. He's going to have a shit – at both games, he's going to have a bunch of friends and family in attendance. I think that man goes hard and he plays hard. He gets a goal. He gets real pesky. He turns to a pain in the ass. You know the guy that we're that we've seen play his entire career. That that that's the kid that we're going to get for those two games. So, but uh, Philly, what do you got for me there? What do you what do you got? What are you doing? Uh, I think Ridley's going to come out hot. I think maybe even JBD too coming coming back home. Uh, I think both of those guys are going to be players to watch. I think he's going to have minimum ten blocks between the two games. Yeah. Hundred percent, Eric. What do you want? With, Sorry, go ahead, Philly. I was gonna say that guy was throwing his body left, right, and center tonight. Even uh, came pretty close to helping helping Forzy save a goal. We should call him Jacob Bernard Volchenkov with the amount of blocks he's been he's been throwing down. I remember uh, I remember seeing a picture of the A train with the shirt off. That man had more bruises than fucking skin that wasn't bruised. It was ridiculous. Yep. Hey, dude's a beast, though. Oh, yeah. What are you looking forward to the most, man, about that Alberta swing? But do you think really get something? Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I, I Actually, I hope he does it in Calgary because I'm going to be there. No, that's why I hope he does it in Edmonton because I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we can all agree that Tarasenko is likely gone at the deadline. Uh, at this point, Defensively, I think is where like I don't think offensively we make we need to make any changes. I mean, I think one of the things that everyone's talked about is how like Norris have has had a slow start, but he's been on fire. He's been back to the original Norris that we know. Uh I'll put my foot in my mouth and say I never I never should have said we should trade him. Uh even the defensive side of things, he's been killing it as well, right? Um defensively, do you guys still both agree that we should probably trade some D guys? Like I think Sandy and Chick. Are probably the only two we shouldn't like. We should not make available for upgrades. Uh, what do you guys think? Starting with you, Philly. Uh, most most definitely. I think like if we're looking at return wise, I think Brandy would probably get us a little something. Uh, trying to think of who else. I uh, want defensive I mean, defensemen, guys that can guys that can collapse in front of the house. You know, what I mean, the yeah, guys that I, can. That's what I want. I don't want offensive guys. The way the way I look at it. Uh, every pairing should have uh, have a stay-at-home defenseman and should have a puck-moving defenseman. So you can have some guy pinch back in case the whole play collapse collapses. So he's already there waiting, kind of like Phillips and Mathot, or even Volchenkov. Those those guys were three um, three excellent excellent defensive defensemen. Uh, and but yeah, that's all of it. All I'm gonna say is that I definitely, definitely think that um, we we definitely need to shore up defensively, and we do de- definitely need some defensive, defensive help. 
if if you don't see it in the video, it's just because I'm looking something up. Don't worry, I am still here, boys. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Eric, what do you think, man? Who's got to go on the defense? What do we need? What do we need to get rid of? I completely agree with what Phil said. Um, we we should balance it out and and have a base, a basically one of each on each pairing. But the question is, who who's who's going to fill that void? Um, I honestly, I. I don't even know what defensemen are available right now for trade. If you come to think of it, okay. yeah, in, in the league, it's hard to it's hard to really pin down who's available. But you're probably looking at you're probably looking at like the Calgarys and stuff like that in Arizona. Like those, yeah, those are those are probably the guys available. Uh, I I want to see Hammer gone. That last last game where he where the goal went off his you know skate because he's trying to go skate to stick. Yeah, that pissed me oh, off. Oh my god, I I don't think I've been that angry in a long time, guys. I was so fucking pissed off, man. It's ridiculous. He needs to go. He it just if we're at the point we can't move him, we can't do anything with him. Just sit him. For the love of God, dude, just make him sit. Can't afford to. We can't put anybody else in his spot. <laughs> oh, I know the, the money strapping thing this season is killing us, dude. So bad. Then maybe we play eleven and seven for a few games there. You know what I mean? Or we move somebody to retain some salary. Like yeah. you mentioned, maybe we can get somebody to uh, to take on Tarasenko and we can retain half a salary. You know what I mean? That well, frees up some stuff. Something's got to give because Pinto's back in less than a month. Yes. Someone's and gonna go soon. He, he, he is eligible to come off the uh, the the suspended list on the twenty first, and he's yeah. allowed to start practicing with the team. Granted, he gets the contract as of the eleventh, yeah, of January. So like nineteen days. Yeah, like it's coming. Like someone's gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being said, like who's who's going to fit him in? Uh, honestly, I think I think the the person that they're gonna move is probably gonna be Tarasenko. Because they're they they're gonna know if they're in a playoff spot or not, or they're gonna have a feel for it. And they're gonna like Tarasenko hasn't really done too much. He hasn't been bad by any means. Like he's been a good player, but I think he's also the guy that'll get you the most money off the books, and you'll get what a third round return for him, like a third round pick or something. I mean, you're not gonna get much for him, unfortunately, but still, it's money off the books, right? That's five mil gone. Yep. Yeah. So, just my thoughts. Uh, I also want to go out, go out here and say uh, that the last game where Crooker got his first goal, I called that shit. You did. I fucking called that right on the podcast. Nailed it. Nice tip in goal. What do you guys think of Crooker's play so far? I'll start with you, uh, Philly. He definitely, definitely should have been uh, a mainstay in the lineup from the uh, from day one. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't know why we signed McEwen. Um, we don't need like. We don't need that kind of toughness. You know we don't need I mean? another ca- another Castellic, essentially. Yeah, exactly, right? And at least Casti is good, right? He can win faceoffs, which is important for a fourth line, like for a fourth line center. Um, you don't really see that very often with a with a guy winning fifty plus percent of his uh, of his faceoffs on the fourth line. Like those are usually like top two lines, right? Um, we don't really. I don't know why we signed McEwen. We could have easily brought up 
Crooker to start the season. Like he's, he's fit right in. Like um, I'm very happy with his play. Um, definitely in my opinion, earns a spot on the roster for the rest of the season. It's just a matter yep. of essentially fitting him, fitting him in. Right. Yep. And he had a pretty quiet game tonight. He had two shots on net, but for a fourth line guy or third or fourth line guy, that's not so bad. If you're, if you're not noticeable because you're not being, you know, you're not putting offense up, but you're also not noticeable because you're not making mistakes. I'll take that as a W. A hundred percent. So, uh, Eric, what do you think about Kirkus play so far? He should have never been sent down to um, Belleville. Yeah, he's he should have been in in the lineup from day one, and I I think he's proving it right now. Uh, I want to end this with a with a really good question, and uh, Eric, I'll start with you. Is Jacques Martin grooming Alfie to be the next head coach of the Ottawa Senators? Ooh, a a good question. Um, yeah, you're on the I, spot. I would like to say yes, but I I don't think they is they would do that to such a legend in Ottawa. I I don't think he'd he'd be head coach. You think they want to give him a winning team that looks good before they do that, or do you think do you think his wife Bibi would let him be the head coach permanently? Uh, she. She's probably I got uh, used to him being home and like not playing anymore. So she she probably wouldn't want him to do it, to be honest. But I but mean, after so many years of not being home, and then you come home, and then your wife is probably like, "Hey, like you, it's time for you for you to go again." Like <laughs> you're you're annoying habits, an- annoying habits. You never know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Facts. True. Billy. Is Jacques Martin grooming Alfie to be the next head coach? Um, I don't know, man. I don't think I want him to be in a position where uh, we can grow to hate him. I guess you can say if things don't if things go south real quick. But uh, I know that I heard on uh, on Elliot today. I think it was in the second intermission there that uh, it's likely that Martin will be staying on as head coach at least through this season. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes from, sense. From what I heard, too, uh, they're definitely going to allow him to interview again for the uh, for the position once like the season is out. Because I think that they're they want to rebuild from the from the bottom up, I guess. But uh, I definitely definitely would love to see Alfie behind the bench, uh, whether it be as uh, as the new head coach or staying on as an assistant. But I think that I definitely do not want to see him be in a position that will allow the fan base to uh, hate him, I guess, and ostracize him. But but did Arizona hate Gretzky? Because yep. did they? I, I, I can't remember. Because yep. Gretzky coached there, and they ended it, up hating him? Yeah, it was an ownership issue. They owed him lots of money, too, and uh, the fan base grew like grew to resent him. Some, some, some great players uh, will make great coaches. Uh, I, Alfie's done phenomenal there because the, even in the short time he's been behind the bench with us too, I've noticed a big difference on our power play. Our puck, our puck moving is, uh, our puck movement is is fantastic and not subpar anymore. It's actually getting somewhere now. We just need to pot some goals. But uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Definitely, definitely don't want to see 
Alfie be in a position uh, to have the fan base resent him because it took a lot for him to, to come back, especially mm-hmm. after uh, previous ownership. Uh, Did you guys know that Alfredson has head coach experience? Where? Yeah. He, <laughs> he coached his kid's team. Oh, yeah. Also, also fun, fun, fun note, <laughs> the, the only suspension he's ever suffered in hockey was as the head coach of his kid's team. He got suspended for, I think it was two games, uh, because in that league, if there's a fight in the last five minutes, a coach gets gets suspended. Oh my! And, a, and the, there was a fight, and Alfie got suspended behind the bench. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Some wild shit, right? So, all right, that'll, that'll, yeah, exactly. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, we are going to skip a week for Christmas, boys. We'll be back first week of January. So, Merry Christmas to everybody. Stay safe. Happy holidays. Have some eggnog, some rum, some turkey, some ham, whatever it is you guys do, whatever your traditions are, and enjoy and go sends go. Go sends go. Go sends go.